Okay. We all need to clap or just you? No, just me, because it's my way of synchronizing. I don't have a clapper board, but it's my way of synchronizing. So. <laughs> you can't be talking about clap already, guys. It's too <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we have touched on STIs yet. So that's. I'll no, just... I don't. I, okay, you're going to be disappointed because that's pretty much the only thing that's not involved in my story. <laughs> my vagina is clean. <laughs> I think that's a t-shirt. The vagina is clean. <laughs> vagina is clean. It has always and will always be. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shall we start? Yeah. Let's do it. Hello, everybody. Hi. Oh yeah, we're just. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's not just me this week. There is actually a gang of us. We are three sisters living in London, locked up in our little houses, isolating, not dating. But we have some amazing dating stories. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so each week on this podcast, we recount a dating story that one of us has been on or that somebody else has been on, usually ending in disaster, comedy, tears, combination of all three. Sometimes there are tears. It can't be helped. We laugh through the tears. <laughs> like this one doesn't end that way. <laughs> Fuck it up. Stuff's face. Maybe. This week we are joined by the gorgeous... She truly is gorgeous with hair that goes on for days. Mm. Steph. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey uh, guys, thanks for having me. Thanks Welcome. for coming on. Very honored. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I had a bit of a dick detox during lockdown one. Did you? And then during that time, I lined some things up for the retox, <laughs> which was very enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> context though of what we're talking about I feel like it should have been the detox is the yeah right because the retox oh I see it was a detox and then a detox and then a detox love it I'm so jealous now I feel like I may as well have just been in a nunnery over the summer oh Oh, yes you're gonna have to give us so many tips on how to get this 10 out of 10 dick honestly because I'm getting about, I'm getting fucked. Honestly, I'm not your woman. I don't know how, like, I've got a lot of single friends and we all were basically having the same conversation. Like, the guys that we've dated are horrific. I just can't be dealing with it. We all had different dramas or whatever going on or just generally over it. So we were like, right, we'll um, have a dick detox. So this was like the end of 2019 until the new financial year. So April, 2020. But obviously, fucking corona yeah. hit. So we were all like, you are joking. <laughs> we're ready to come out, <laughs> so get ready, and that's not happened. So that's why by the summer, I was like, right. That's why I spent lockdown one, like, lining up. I slid into some DMs. I did what I needed to do. I lined it up. <laughs> I feel like you, I feel like you need to teach us, Steph. Like, right oh, now, really? I'm looking at you, like, Sensei, Mr. Miyagi. Like, you need to Oracle. teach us. Wax on, wax off. Wax off. How do we wax on and wax off with that dick? How do we do that? I I honestly don't know. Like, basically, so my vibe in general is that I'm in the antithesis of a serial data. So obviously, as you all know, I was in a long-term thing until four years ago. And then I definitely spent, like, a lot of time, about six months, like, on my own. Nothing was, like, men is not even on the agenda. I don't date very often. So I think when I do, I've already formed, like, quite a connection with someone. So, like, I'll chat to them for ages. I'm quite a fan of a phone call before Uh even first date. 
um before a first date mm-hmm. yeah wow I'm quite freaked <laughs> out by that Nah, I like it. I mean, to be honest, I think if you date me, you've got to have some cojones, you know? So <laughs> I have the chat. I think you would yeah. struggle if you went on a date with you and they didn't have anything because you would just be like, this is fucking boring. Yeah. And like, I just need to suss them out a bit more just because I don't date very often. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just trying to think in four years, I reckon I dated maybe like under 10 people. Oh, wow. Yeah. So hardly ever date. Yeah, quality. By the time I go on the dates, usually, not in the case of the story tonight, um, usually I've got, you know, almost, you know, 100% that I'm like, this is going to go somewhere, whether it's like a month, two months, whatever. What's your time frame between matching with them or meeting them and then going on a date with them? What's that time frame? Is it, is it quite quick? weeks yeah yeah so I'm not I don't, again it, it falls into pen pal and then it gets a bit dry and stale and you Maybe want it to be pen like, pal-ish. yeah sexy so it'll be like match chat switch to whatsapp and like within a week I'd really want to go on a date to be honest because otherwise I'm like I've just wasted my time oh totally yeah yeah I mean I've done the phone call thing a couple of times and I'm Are not going to do it again really why because recently both guys that I did it with you just end up I just ended up kind of falling in love with them a little bit over the phone one one guy we had two phone calls before we met first conversation was two hours long second conversation was three hours long Mm. and then you end up just kind of coming off that phone call just buzzing and just going we click so much that was such an easy conversation we really vibed and then we met and I was like oh there's nothing there and that's the problem. It's texting and even phone calls. Like, because I had it with a guy over the summer. We had an amazing phone call, and he's probably listening to this because we are really good mates now. Um, didn't transpire anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, you it it can be a little bit misleading still. I think it's almost like having a date but not physically meeting them. So it's quite a difficult one. Well, shall we on that note tell yeah. us your story then, Steph? So my friend told me about this guy in fairness to her she'd only actually met him once but had heard about him what he was all about what he did for a job um and they had had a bit of a chat and said like oh that could be a match she told me and told me a bit of about him and I was like oh sounds intriguing like to be fair I can see why you think we're a match and then didn't think anything else of it I completely forgot me and this girl happened to be on like a weekend away um, and we'd had a few thousand wines on a night out and we got talking about it again and I was like do you know what we've talked about this enough like show me this guy so obviously as you do go on Instagram private account nightmare so like a fucking bold stallion I requested to follow so he obviously this is out the blue for him next thing I know in my DMs he's messaged me saying um who are you? And I just messaged, because I was pissed, I just messaged back saying the woman of your dreams. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> bold, bold, but fuck it. Um, then he messaged back being like intriguing, but genuinely like, how do we know each other? And I was like, well, we don't know each other yet. But, and then I explained how I was friends with da and the connection. So then he requested my follow and he followed me back. 
and it just was general chit chat like banter on the night because I was drunk and then the next day I woke up and I must have given him my number because he'd whatsapped me and was just like oh that was really funny last night I assume you were on a wild one I was like yeah anyway I don't think there was much chat back and forth this was like a weekend but then I think it was like the Wednesday I was like on my way to work or something and he starts calling my phone so I pull over and answer the phone and generally like he literally just started chatting away which obviously as I've said previously like I'm kind of into that right so he just was like oh instead of messaging I thought I'd give you a call he's like super confident guy like very charismatic we just had a general chit chat about life and he was like yeah I think they're right I think we will get on so how about I take you out I was like I like this guy smooth (laughs) operator exactly so I thought yeah I'm gonna go for it and I obviously I checked out his Instagram and he checked out mine so we had a bit of an idea of like what we were dealing with so yeah so we went to White City House he was like yeah we'll have some drinks and then if you don't hate me too much that I'd love to buy you dinner so he's saying all the fucking right shit we went there for drinks we had a really good time all the way through I was like oh my god like this is going really well I'm really into it loads in common but enough different to make it interesting conversation flowed it did get extremely boozy and extremely flirty were you physically attracted to him was he yeah Yeah, for sure and he was like yeah you're really my type so there was like on a brain level and a physical level it was like tick 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 so then I had to call it a night and go home because I was flying on holiday the next day on like quite a long trip, like two and a half weeks. So I'd said to him like, oh, I'm, I'm having a really good time, but I've got to go and I've got a, I'm going to be away. So he was like, yeah, that's fine. Did all of that fine. I flew to Sri Lanka and while I was there, a terrorist attack happened, which is a whole nother story. Oh, wow. Um yeah I mean I was fine and it was nowhere near where we were but he was obviously had seen it on the news so he actually rang me to check that I was okay he was like oh if you need me to help you get home or anything like that I was like no it's fine I'm just gonna stay here um (laughs) absolutely fine yeah you know these little things where I was like oh yeah that's really caring like we have only met once and then my friend does tarot reading she did my tarot cards and basically said that he was the one so then I was like I was like I'm fucking married get me to the stars are aligned this is it stars are aligned cool um we didn't message a huge amount because I was like in fucking Sri Lanka surfing having the time of my life but enough that I could tell that it was still a vibe got back and I flew back on a Saturday and it was a bank holiday weekend and he knew I was back that day so he called me and was like oh you're back how was your trip you know it's bank holiday weekend I'm free if you're free like let's have date number two I was like cool I'm into this he was like, I just need to have a think about like a plan of action of what to do cool into him taking charge yeah so he then got back to me and was like um I know this is really random but I've got box tickets for the Arsenal as in Arsenal Football Club um it's not my usual choice for a date but I've got these tickets if nothing else it can be kind of like a pre-drinks free champagne food before we then go and do something else together and I was like do you know what I've never been to a football game why the hell not not, you're in a box yeah I've been to an Arsenal game and sat outside and it's fucking... I'm not going to be paying attention to the football. I'll be at the bar. 
Well, yeah, if you're a top, you get alcohol. But if you go, if you're sat in an omelet, it's not like rugby, no. without alcohol. No. no, 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 exactly. If we were in the stands, I would have been like, do you know what, mate? I'd <laughs> I'm out, yeah. <laughs> I'm out, but actually, this was like, feeling. yeah, if I'm going to go to a football match, I'm going to go to the box. Right. So he's like, cool, tickets are all sorted. He's like, I'll meet you by the grounds like 10 minutes before, whatever. We'll go in, do that, and then we'll figure something out afterwards. Great. I was just back from holiday, golden resplendent tan. I really made an effort. My outfit, just, I'm going to explain the outfit purely because then it becomes like, you can visualize. Yeah, and I want to know what you were wearing to an Arsenal Everyone's wearing football shirts. Well, (laughs) this is it. So so obviously it's a football match, but then it's a date. So I'm like, (laughs) Um, and it's me. So I wore a 70s denim tight jumpsuit with like a far off faucet blowout and obviously like I was super tanned from Sri Lanka so obviously I look I I thought I looked like JLo so I was like yeah this is great wore a puffer coat just because I was like need to be a little bit sensible it might be cold as a pre-drink because we were meeting at maybe like 345 or whatever I've got a good friend who lives near the Arsenal who is a massive Arsenal fan and I was like you don't happen to be around I'm going on a date, but I wouldn't mind like a little pre-drink. I guess you're going to be in a pub watching the game anyway. He was like, yeah, 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 come on down. So met him like early afternoon. We had some food, had some drinks, generally catching up. And I get a message from the guy, the date. Um, And he's like, oh, I'm having a bit of a nightmare today. I've got some family drama that I'm sorting out. Um, I'm really worried that I'm going to be late to the game. And he mentioned in previous conversations that he had some very close family drama going on anyway. So it seemed plausible, no red flags. And to be honest, obviously I wasn't that fussed about the football, so whatever. So I just messaged back being like, do you know what? If we miss the football and we just do something else this evening or we do something another time, it's totally cool. I'm in the pub with my mate, having a lovely time. So just keep me posted, fine. So I was obviously a bit like, oh, that's a bummer. Like I've made an effort and if it doesn't happen, it's a bit of a letdown, but these things happen. So I'm sitting with my friend and then he calls me and he's like, um, I've sorted everything and I'm five minutes away. Come and meet me at the station. It's like, oh, I'm back on. I'm back on. Yep. So I go to the toilet, I have a resurge and then I'm like fast walking in my, oh yeah I've got um snake print high heel boots on by the way yeah so I'm walking as fast as I can in those boots to the station and then we meet and given the fact that date one was amazing and we've built this kind of frizz on in between I was kind of expecting a certain greeting but it was very like oh hi it was just not I don't even think he hugged me even it was just very odd did you guys kiss at the end of the first date yeah yeah there was I mean it was a a bit too much to be honest (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was chemistry on that level so yeah had this like weird awkward thing and he seemed very agitated and we started walking and he was walking super fast and I was thinking fucking hell mate there's no way that I can sustain this pace with these shoes but fine (laughs) and I was like is everything all right he was like no I've really fucked up I was like oh what's happened He was like, well, because I didn't think I was going to make it, I'd already given one of the tickets away to a friend. 
And I was like, okay. So he was like, and obviously now it's like five minutes to kick off. This guy is at the stadium waiting for the ticket and he can't get in because I've got it. And I was like, right. He was like, and obviously I know that leaves us in a shitty situation, which I will sort. But first and foremost, I've got to get this ticket to this guy. And I was like, right. Look, we can talk about it afterwards, but if you need to sprint off and give it to him, I'm holding you back with my fucking snake hill boots. So I get it. He's <laughs> like, yeah, if you don't mind, I'll meet you outside the stadium. So he literally sprints off into the distance. I'm like waltzing along in my stupid outfit. Um, finally gets to the stadium and everyone's gone in. So it's just an empty, yeah. so I'm just outside the stadium. Like, okay, great. Um, and he calls me and he's like, I've gone in, I've handed over the other ticket. Um, and I think I'm going to stay here. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was going to happen. We hoped you might not be a dick. So that's like a two hours, just the game. And then there's like all this like hanging around. Horrendous outside the Arsenal stadium. Once the game finishes, you can't find anyone because just everyone's out. It's so ridiculous that I don't really know what to say. And he was like, no, no, don't worry. I sorted you a ticket. I was like, all right. Oh, (laughs) Um, He was like, yeah, yeah. Um, And I was like, yeah, yeah, tell me where to go in. He was like, so you need to go round. And I was like, but I'm outside the like VIP bit. He was like, oh, the ticket that I got you is in the stands. (laughs) (laughs) Why didn't he put his mate in the stands? Why did you have the fucking... I can't answer these questions. So I was like, so hang on a minute. You're in the box with your friend and I'm going to be in the stands on my own. And he was like, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, this is not what I've signed up for. And he was like, oh, well, he started getting aggy. He was like, oh, don't give me a hard time. Like, it's really been hard for me to pull this ticket out of nowhere. I was like, to be honest with you, you would have been doing me a favor if you hadn't got a ticket. I could just go back to the pub. He was like, no, no, please just take this ticket. I've like, I've put effort into getting it for you. I was like, oh, great. We'll give it to your friend then. There'll be a scout. Someone on the street. I did it. So Farah Fawcett slash JLo walks into the stands when the game has begun. There's this obviously a sea of middle-aged men, men of, men of all ages. And then me, which passed <laughs> loads of people sit down and everyone is like in Arsenal it's like that (laughs) (laughs) it was and obviously you're not I didn't even know you couldn't drink I was like I'm just gonna get obliterated you can't fucking drink I was like this is horrific so I sit down and I'm just like messaging a few of my friends like you will not believe what is happening to me and they were like this is Joe and then the guys around me start like I can see them all like chatting to each other clearly talking about me and they were like sorry we have to ask like are you all right and I was like not really (laughs) and they were like we have to ask are you okay um just intrigued as to why you're here on your own and I was like funny story I'm on a date and they were like but where's the guy I was like oh up in the box somewhere they were like fucking joking I was like no they were like oh may that's terrible and they and they were so sweet they were like well after this we're going on a massive night out to fabric do you want to come with us i was so tempted to be like uh, you yeah. know what yeah well they bought me a i've never drank this before or since obviously a pint of london pride oh, at yeah. time tastes like piss i was like this it's is not disgusting. the nicest but it is like a good sort of local uh like brewery to southwest london mm-hmm. 
She's well, like, sorry to the London Pride people. If I'm sorry for saying it tastes like piss, but to me, I'm a gin and tonic person. So I was like, any chance for a gin and tonic? They're like, they looked at me like, yeah, no. It's not happening, Farah. Anyway, I stayed for the 90 minutes. Was the so guy texting you at all during the game? So he was sending me all these messages. Like, I'm really sorry. Like, he, at the moment, I've really fucked up and, like, organised this all wrong. I thought I was doing a good thing. I really do want to spend some time with you. I hope that you can kind of forgive me and that we can do something fun after the game. So like a fool, I was like, do you know what? Give people the benefit of the doubt. In a heat of a stressful minute, he might have made the wrong decision, but it doesn't mean he's a bad person. Although it kind of does, Ben. Well, his mate was getting annoyed because his mate wanted to watch the football. So it didn't really matter if he was in the box or not. He could have gone into the stand or... Your, your date could have been like, do you know what? You're not even fussed about football. I am. I'll go into the stand. You go have yourself a G&T in the box where it's warm. Do you know what I mean? There yeah. was loads of options yeah. which were less dickheadish than what actually yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, he was like, if you are up for it, I've got a suggestion of where we can go afterwards. I was like, mm, I'm not sure. By this point, I've messaged a few of my friends being like, Mayday, I'm dressed up to the nines. I'm just back from holiday. I want a night out or I just want to do something. This day is a fucking absolute shit show. So I was kind of making plans with friends and a group of my mates, which we never hang out in Notting Hill, but a group of my mates happened to be at a gig in Notting Hill. And they were like, we're thinking of hanging out around here. So if after the game you want to come this way, hang, da, 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 da. So I kind of, I had a backup plan and I was like, let me just see how it goes. So he sent me this little invite, like design thing on WhatsApp. And it was one of his friends apparently was having a bank holiday party in Notting Hill, house party with the Mexican theme, live music, all you can eat food and booze. I was like, this sounds great. However, on the second date thus far, we've spent zero minutes together. Mm -hmm. So if I agree to go to a party, is it not just going to be crazy, crazy? We're not really going to get to know each other. I'm sure we'll have a good time, but it's not really date fodder. And he was like, no, I completely agree with you. And ordinarily, like to a house party is not really where I would take you. However, it's like a daytime thing, very chilled. It's kind of a party where people pop in and pop out, have food, everyone's sit, sitting, talking. It's a bit more daytime. Okay, you've won me round. Let's go. So my friends who were in Notting Hill, I get, basically gave them a heads up and said, I'm sticking with it. He's taking me to this party. However, if I get there and it's still horrific and he's being a dick, I'll catch up with you because I'm in the area anyway. Right. So I had questions. So he calls an Uber outside the stadium. And after we met up at the end of the match, he wasn't as begging and scraping as I had hoped. Okay. He just kind of like brushed it off. Did he apologize again? Yeah. Like, not he... really, no. Not in real life at all. No. Was he still being a bit standoffish physically or did he? Yeah, he was being, yeah, very like distant and standoffish. It was like a very odd vibe. We get in the Uber and he has some like initial conversation and it's like, oh, you look really great. And they didn't really ask me about my holiday or anything. And then he was like on his phone and this is like a good... 40 minute Uber. Mm -hmm. So we're sat in the back and I'm just kind of like, 
basically fuming at this point because I'm like mate you've literally dragged me around the houses so far and now you're just ignoring me and even to the point where I was begging it like so Sri Lanka was fun have you ever surfed like literally just trying to yeah drum up conversation he and he kept being like on his phone like this he was like yeah sorry babe sorry babe I'm just sorting stuff some stuff out and I was like like what the fuck even to the point where the uber driver was looking at me in the rear view mirror like this guy is a fucking prick you need to get out of this taxi was there at any point where you were just like pull over I'm getting out I would have just been like, you know what, I'll just get out here and get an Uber back. But my mates were in the vicinity and I thought I kind of knew the type of party that would be. And it can be really fun if you're there with fun people. My plan of action was that if we got there and he was still being fucking weirdo, I was just going to invite all my mates and then just rinse a free party, basically. Yeah. So we got there and he kind of did a weird paraded me about for a bit which was fucking weird so Notting Hill part this kind of party is like guys of a certain age this guy was quite a substantial amount older than me just to mention oh wouldn't know from looking at him but like a decade older basically Um, and there were lots of men around that age all very successful high-flying whatever um all in their 40s plus and lots of models who were like 18 was basically the general demographic of this party. Right. But good music, good food, obviously a beautiful flat with an outside space. So I was like, okay, this is fine. So he kind of did a weird, like parading me around to meet all these other like men in their forties, which was kind of weird. They all seemed kind of weird, not really great on the chat. And then I turned a corner and the week before, I just signed a contract with a new client, and the client was there. So, like, yeah, I had a moment of like, okay, so I'm on a really horrific second day, and someone who I'm just about, I've just like signed like a six month contract to work with, is here. I don't know how they're going to react. And thankfully, they were super cool. And I don't care. So it was, that was actually a savior because he then proceeded to just like fuck off and just left me. So he went off mingling around the party and I was just left to my own devices, which if I was, you know, a different person would have been horrifying, but put me in a party, I'll be absolutely fine. But he's not to know that. These guys that I met, really nice people. So I was actually just having loads of fun with them, met some new people. And then I was obviously on the phone to my mates being like, the guy's a prick, but the party's great. Come. So a couple of hours go by. My friends have turned up. We've taken advantage of everything free going on. Um, my friend knew the DJ, so we were getting them to put on our tunes. Like, we were having a good time. Right. This guy kind of made, like, a weird appearance when my friends turned up to and was, like, all over me and, like, being really on it when my friends had just turned up. And they were like, oh, no, he seems really nice. I was like, oh, no, that was, like, a weird little... show the friend who whose boyfriend knows him isn't there hasn't so it's a different group of friends yeah so it's not like the friends that I invited there are my friends who have never met him before until this night okay they were like oh he seems nice I was like no he's been and I told them the story of what had happened at the football they were like fucking hell I was like yeah no 
So yeah, kind of disappeared off. And then I kind of, I'd written it off already, obviously. So I was just enjoying myself, hanging out with my friends. Again, a couple more hours maybe went past. My friends were like, where is he? We haven't seen him for hours. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like he's left without saying goodbye. I am going to switch. So I was like, right, just come with me. And I took my very good friend with me to like do a lap to try and find this guy. And although it was like a busy party, it was like in 10 minutes, you can suss out whether there's someone there or not. So we walk around. He's nowhere to be seen. I was like, you are joking. And I thought, hang on a minute. There's one place that I haven't checked. So I took my friend back upstairs again. I opened a toilet door and there was a girl sat on the toilet with her legs open, knickers to the floor and skirt pulled up. And my date was routine her legs. Oh my God. <laughs> I've just woken up my cat with my screaming, but fucking hell. Yay. Your date was giving another woman head at a party. He was not her out at a house party, which was our second date. Keep it classy, people. I actually can't believe you just said that. So wait, this that's the, the punchline, but then it goes mental. Okay. So I just look at my friend and I'm like, Emma, we need to leave right now. She's like, yeah, fucking, we need to leave. He stands up, wipes his mouth, um, jumps in. Oh, <laughs> jumps I was going to say, did he at least sort his mouth up? Little, little fix up, jumps in front of me and my friend and like barricades us into the space. And he's like, why, why are you being like that? Why are you leaving? And I was like, um, it seems like you're a bit busy, mate. Plus all the other shit that's happened tonight. He would, would not take it. He literally blocked me and my friend in the corridor for a good 10, 15 minutes. He was kind of shouting. Oh and God. nowadays I don't really, it takes a lot to put me into like switch mode. And he was like pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing like, basically extreme gaslighting like you you've imagined this I don't know why you're overreacting you didn't walk in on him eating someone else out and there's a girl who sat there with no knickers he introduced me to her he was like (laughs) funnily enough her name's Steph as well I was like oh this is fucking fantastic maybe he got confused me we looked very different then he goes to me we're just old friends we're just catching up I was like oh Oh, right I mean, who doesn't? How else do you say hello? <laughs> it's beyond a joke. Like, I was kind of going between being very pissed off and laughing. So I was like, this situation is, like, absolutely insane. So he's, get, he's getting more and more het up with me because all he wants me to do is just be like, yeah, it's fine, and carry on, which is obviously not going to happen. So it got to the point where I switched and I was, like, hair dry treatment in the face. I was, like, screaming in his face, which I don't do very often, as I said, but it needed it. Mm-hmm. So we finally let go. We left, but even then he was like chasing me down the road. Whenever I'd stop to like book an Uber, he would like run and try and take my phone. It was all very odd behavior. What? In front of your friends? Oh God. All my friends are kind of like, what the hell has gone on? I'm like, I've got no time to explain. I just need to get <laughs> out. Go, physically, go. <laughs> he's physically trying to get you to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Level of aggression. And like literally screaming down the road, like, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And I was like, this guy is already like getting off with another girl for what reason he's already just respected you throughout the whole day for what reason is it that he needs you to stay do you do you have an answer to that stuff because I can't I 
I find, well, then this is not the end of the story because I actually end up seeing him again, but not for the reason that, not not in a dating context. <laughs> you were the Steph that caught up with him at another party and said, Yes, I just knew where he was going to be and I just sat on the toilet waiting. Um, <laughs> so that was the end of the day. I left. He was like harassing my phone. So I had to switch it off in the end because he was like incessantly calling it or whatever. I stayed with my friend that night. And it did. It really shook me because, you know, since I came out of a really long-term relationship, I haven't had amazing dates, but I haven't had anything touch with that's been like, I would say traumatic that's happened to me. And I did find someone disrespecting me and treating me basically like a piece of actual shit. Mm. Very traumatic, to be honest. I just, I did, I cried because I was like, that was just awful. The aggression. Yeah on a second date I mean it shouldn't happen at all and it's now a technically illegal I think in a relationship that, but to just to do that on a second date this is what I mean court, like it shook me in so many ways because I was like yeah I hated that so anyway he was still incessantly messaging me and stuff and um I run a feminist book club with my friend ladies lit squad follow subscribe yeah, ladies, let's go. And so he was harassing me and kind of the sentiment of what he was saying was, I really don't understand what happened and why you had such an extreme reaction, which is kind of mad to say. I was aware that obviously we had been set up through friends and I had no idea whether A, we work in, in similar industries. So A, we might bump into each other in that guise. Um, and B, obviously, there's the connection of our friends who are mutual friends. And, you know, at their wedding or other events, we might have to be in the same place. So as much as I did not want to give this guy the time of day, he was harassing me so much and kind of asking all these questions. I was like, look, I really don't want to give you any more of my time. I'm doing book club on Tuesday night. It's here at this place. If you're outside waiting for me at nine o'clock, I'll give you 10 minutes of my time. Lo and behold, I leave the book club. He's there. Wow. Wow. Suited and booted in this fancy car. I was like, you're so fucking predictable, sure. So anyway, he's like, "Um, can I take you for dinner? I was like, no, that's not happening. He was like, oh, really? He was like, what about a drink? I was like, no. He was like, okay. I was like, look, just pull over. I'll come and sit in your car for 10 minutes so we can chat. He was like, oh, okay, fine. So I got in his car. I expected him to give some like long apology and be like, I've reflected on it and I shouldn't have treated you like that. But all he said to me was, well, you just switched at the party and I just want to understand like why you got so irate. And I was like, what? I just started laughing. I was like, okay. I was like, well, can you, were you that fucked that you can't remember anything? He's like, no, I can, I can remember everything. And I was like, right. So I was like, do you not think that I had reason to switch in the end? Like that was, I think people would have switched before that point. I was very patient. He was like, no, I don't really get it. And I was like, so I was like, do you want me to recount to you now my experience of that day and what led me to switching 12 hours into it? He was like, yeah, go on then. So I told him the story that I've just told you. Yeah. And he was like, well, that was a bit of a dressing down, wasn't it? that was his reaction and I was like well yeah and he was like it's definitely food for thought 
And I was like, yeah, you may make snarky comments. And I was like, I don't really know the types of girls that you've dated in the past, Mm -hmm. but you've told me what you're looking for. And if you're looking for a strong-minded, career-driven individual, they're not going to put up with shit like that. So hopefully you can learn from this experience and meet someone that you're looking for. But I was like, it's not going to be me. He was like, are you sure? Like, can we not, can we not start over? I was like, no, no. no. I mean, if you're, if that happens on the second day, God knows what's going to be happening anyway. So I then walked off and then he sent me one last message that was like, look, I know that the dust is only settling now, but I'm sure we can be firm friends in the future. And I was like, I'm blocking and deleting you now. And then I blocked and deleted it. Now we all know what he does to his friends. So yeah, that is, that is the story. I don't even know where to begin on that. I'm traumatized listening to that. What about the friend that set you up, like her and her boyfriend? Did you ever recount the story? Did they go? Of course. So in in all fairness to my good friend, she had only met once and she was going off of a one-time meeting in a bar and absolutely, he's handsome, he's well-dressed, he's very charismatic. If I'd have met him in a bar, I would have thought he was a great guy too. And also information about like what he did for a living, he's got his shit together. So it wasn't like, it was like a character reference in fairness to her. It was literally on paper, you seem like a good match. They are no longer friends as far as I understand. Right, okay. That's like crazy. Like, uh, I, I think we've, we've talked about this before, that there are points on a date where you probably think, you know, there's points on a night out and you think, I should have gone home. I, I should have gone home. Like the next day you think, oh, I should have gone home when and so-and-so went home. Or I should have gone home before we went to that next bar. And we've spoken about this as saying that when, you know, there's been times when, um, you know, Icky and Neji have talked about when they've been on dates and they've said that should have been when I went home, but I stayed. And this is the reason. Were there any of those moments when you thought I should have gone home after the football? I should have just said, you know, yeah. I'm going to go meet my mates at that gig in Notting Hill and he can go to that but party. It's good in hindsight, isn't it? Because I think that the real like the real shitter, the real kicker is like the plethora of things and the crescendo at the end. Yeah. But each thing up until that point in isolation, at the time, I definitely was like, oh, I will say in the taxi on the way to the party, for me, I was like, I'm never going to see this guy again. Because I just think like, if you're genuinely here to get to know me, you're in a taxi with me for half an hour. Why are you on your yeah. phone? Yeah, like just doesn't wash for me. I'm not interested. Like yeah. I could be in a million other places. You've got me in a taxi to a party with people that I'm probably not going to like. I'm going to get to know you and you can't be fucked to talk to me. Like I would kind of written off any shit with him at that point. Yeah. But I kind of like the party seems good. It happens to be in the same area where a lot of my friends are. So actually, even if it's not going to work out with him, which I kind of was pretty sure that it wasn't going to. I'll still have a good time, which I did in fairness at the party. And, you know, I did have a good time. It was just obviously ended really badly. Mm. And I was a bit pissed off that like, he just was ignored. It just was odd behavior. Maybe an hour or so into the party when he'd kind of done the show and tell, fucked off. And I was chatting to other people. He came over to kind of like, I guess, check in with me. And I kind of pulled into one side and was like, I'm getting a bit of a vibe that, 
you're not really feeling it, which is obviously totally fine. But I'm a super upfront and open and honest person. Lied a bit. I was like, I would not be at this party if it wasn't for you. So if you're not feeling it, I'll leave you to enjoy your party and I'll go and hang out with my own mates. And at that point, he was like, no, I think you're amazing. You know, we should definitely give it a shot. Like literally like hamming it up like we were entering into a relationship. And I was like, this is very odd. That is so odd to then just kind of be like, okay, we've cleared that up now. Um, like, how do you, how do you go from like, I'm literally on a date with a girl at a party, but I'm just going to go and. Uh... It's, I, I mean, uh, the, the, the mental health shit that's going on with him is just mind blowing. Oh yeah. yeah, like, yeah. How, how can you operate this way? Like, how can you ignore a girl? Uh, a, fuck up the whole plans of the morning which for me would be totally unacceptable, but I would have done exactly the same thing as you. I would have been in that cab trying to get his attention, then being like, I'm never going to see him again, but I'll keep going. I'll keep going to this end point because I want to see, I'd almost want to see like whether or not actually he's just having a bit of a moment and actually we can rebuild. I, I don't understand his mentality of like thinking that he could maybe come back from this. I'm like, no. He sounds like a narcissist. Oh my God. Um, Absolute personality disorder going on here. The fact that he really literally just cannot see that he's done anything wrong. Crazy. And you fucked up earlier at the football, which just was, just, it's just rude. That that was just rude. But I yeah. do think you can come back from that because that could have been yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm, I felt so shit for my mate because I promised him this and then I was in a situation where he didn't want to have the store. Like you could potentially come back from that. And that could be a funny little thing that you have, but it is not the, the taxi thing was just fucking rude to mm. like parade you around at the party and then dump you and then be getting it on with another woman that, I mean, and then be caught in the act and just be like, what's your problem, Steph? What's your problem? <laughs> it, for me, the reaction at the end, that's the most concerning. It's like, what the fuck? He was like, oh, well, I'll come to your book club afterwards. I'm actually having to swing by the house where the party was at because you told me to take my hat off and I accidentally left it there. So it's actually your fault. Just weird shit like that. But I was like, hang on a minute, mate. Like, what? He's an asshole. Yeah, no, I mean, the fact that he just doesn't take any responsibility for himself, that it's all your fault. He just, he literally cannot see what he's done wrong. What he's done is fine. And he doesn't, the fact that he's looking at you going, I need you, Steph, to explain to me why you behave that way yeah mad and I was like what <laughs> explain your behavior Steph please because we don't understand it. and I was like gladly because I want to see your face when I explain the whole shit show was it just like not his face just like uh-huh yeah cool still or was it like horrified like that didn't happen no not not horrified not horrified but after I finished he just went oh that was a dressing down I was like no, it wasn't. It was just telling you your own actions. Take from that what you will. You're Did a dick. Did I actually want to be in a relationship or was he dating? Did you, do you have any inclination about what his, incentive, his motives were prior to going on the date? Because I was actually quite shocked to hear that he was quite a bit older than you. Yeah. Only from the football situation, it sounded to me that he was maybe more like quite immature I think you're absolutely right I think he's older but immature it's just it's scary right it's scary to think someone is that successful but that manipulative and oblivious to their behavior 
The thing uh, is, I would say actually that it wasn't even like he was sneaky. Like there was no manipulation going on in a way. He was just like bare-faced, I do what I want to do, full-on narcissist. No feeling that any of anything that was going on with him was wrong in any way. Probably to this day. Did you get any inclination of that from the first date? Because he sounds like two different people. And I've had this with dates that I've been on where I'm like, first date is this really amazing, best version of themselves. And then you start seeing them second, third, fourth date. You're like, fuck me, you've revealed yourself. And it becomes really terrifying, actually. Yeah. Any vibe on the first date at all? I mean, you, you get a sense that he is a man that gets his own way. But then speaking from personal experience I can't really criticize people like that but um yeah like definitely um yeah I mean he he had a certain confidence but you know it's like a knife edge isn't it like I find confidence attractive I want someone that feels comfortable in their own skin but obviously the whole narcissism is taking it to a new arena so I want someone confident comfortable in their own skin who who has empathy in any sort of way yeah that's a tough one isn't it <laughs> empathetic but also confident I'm sure there's someone out there it's a tough one yeah so I... that was that was my story that was a cracker shocking did that turn you off dating for a while like what were you like after that well I would say that what's happened to me over the last four years is that my direct experience with the previous day or ex- whatever then makes me look for it kind of teaches me something and I look but then I kind of go to the extreme so yeah I'm still trying to figure out the perfect balance oh, if you're up there drop me a line no it's the same it's the same I'm sure it's the same for Nej as well like every yeah. time you go on a date and it's and it feels like an extreme thing you go well that was a fucking mistake so therefore you you feel like you have to bounce to the opposite side but then you realise that's a mistake. So it's just trying yeah. to find that middle ground. Well, yeah, massively. You've just got to take a fucking breather and be like, right, I've got to get off this wagon for a couple of months because I can't deal. Like, every, like when, it, when and this is the thing, and this is part of the reason I think why we've done this podcast, because when you are single, when you're dating, when you're dating online and you have a bad date, you've got to reset. Like, it can mm. really fucking trigger your mental health. And we're all dealing with our mental health. We're the ones that have actually done the work and paid for it and spent years working on this. If you haven't, like, fuck. Like, it's every time you've got to reset and then you've got to take a bit of time, take a bit of breather, get back on it. And it just just fucking eats away at you. So massively, just constantly going back to the beginning. Yeah. And then worrying, is it me? Is there something wrong with me that I keep attracting these guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more often than not that there's just a lot of people dealing with their own shit or not dealing with it actually yeah. the point. it's not yeah, easy massively constantly learning what you like and what you don't like what you'll tolerate what you won't tolerate mm-hmm. and this is for both parties because actually if you and this guy had gotten together there would have been things about you and the fact that you weren't tolerant of his behavior that he couldn't tolerate yeah like, he'd be like, what, you can't tolerate that I'm going to sleep and shag someone else every other day? Like, that's just who I am. You need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have those massive drawbacks, reflection moments. Then you're like, right, next person, I'm not going to. But you just constantly bounce from extremes, like Ikram said, constantly. 
I do mm. think a man that says, I've, it's, I think it's a bit of a red flag. I've seen it a few times where men that say, I love a really strong woman. And like, I've had men say that to me, knowing that I'm in a relationship. It's a red flag. When, when men say, I've had it to guys say it to me before, when I was not married, but still in a relationship with, with, with husband, saying, you know what I like about you, you know, and getting really flirty. These usually people I've like, you know, work colleagues, whatever, who've then mm. gone, I love a strong woman, blah, 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 blah. That's, you know, and then they talk about their current girlfriend or they talk about a girl that they've been seeing or whatever. And you find out that actually they don't really want a strong woman. They like the idea of a strong woman. Yeah. But when they have that woman, they try and change her. And they yeah. kind of, sort of like control and tamper, like sort of temper the, um, not every guy, because obviously my husband will say that he likes a strong woman. <laughs> but you know, there's a number of guys who have gone, I love a strong, independent woman. And then as soon as they get one, that I've seen that girl change. It's difficult, isn't it? That's why when people say like, oh yeah, I really want a partner who's like independent and has their own mind and stuff. Like I do think, well, to take them on face value, if that's what they're looking for, cool. Yeah. I can't, if I rejected everyone that was like, yeah, I want a strong woman, I'd literally have no one to date. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever swiped right on guys that take it a little bit further and make it um more of a kink where they're like I'm a submissive man? You talk about this. This is like, just context stuff. I think this is the third podcast episode she's talked about a cockold. We, we, <laughs> we she's she's she used to be really this coarser term cockled and she talks about the submission thing and then I think also there's a bit of context to you. I don't know what it is so can we get the dictionary definition? It's a guy who is incredibly submissive sexually and you know in the relationship Uh, so the female is the one with all the power she tells him what to do I think with the whole concept of a cockold it goes one step further in that she might even have sex with other men in front of him might make him clean the house it's yeah. like a little slave kind of I mean, thing. I've seen the word on certain sites, but I don't really, I didn't even know what it meant. Yeah. That's definitely uh, having sex. Every time I see it, I'm like, <laughs> maybe I should, that, maybe that will be my thing. Well, we, it, it has a tendency to tell guys off on the date. So me and Nesh have this, shut up, sit down. I see you in that role at Cram. You were, you were made to be, what is it, a cuckold mistress? Is that yeah. what we'd call the queen right. of the cuckolds? <laughs> She's got a little harem of these little like. I, I really feel like that's my calling, you know. Change your Instagram handle to cuckold queen right now. <laughs> oh, queen, I'm like <laughs> not interested in men with any kind of self esteem. I just want you. <laughs> I really need you rocking in the corner, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might pay you attention. I might not. I'm contemplating it. You would be a great dominatrix, Steph. I know. I feel like I'm built for the role, to be honest. And I would say, like, in a way, well, I do say that I do want, like, an equal partnership, but I don't know. My boss (laughs) tells me that he's like, you like being in control, Steph. I'm like, no, no. (laughs) But I (laughs) (laughs) You you say you want an equal, but these guys that you keep dating, you've got them under your fucking thumb. I'm like, yeah, it's true. Some guys really want that, you know. There's a little acronym that I keep seeing FML, which is female. No, no, not FML. Uh, no, FL, 
that's fuck my life. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a woman that's going to fuck my life. <laughs> there's a there's a little acronym okay. I keep seeing on dating apps, which is FLR, so female led relationships, which again is the woman. Do you want to see any of this shit? Me neither. I, I was on all of them at one point. I'm not on anything now, but like Tinder, is, mm, Tinder, yeah, Tinder, Tinder is where you get all the. I'm into pegging. I'm looking oh, for yeah. a female-led relationship. I have not seen. I mean, I've seen some weird shit on the apps that I've been on, but none of this. Yeah, just look weird. I'm not like on a special. I'm not into BDSM in the slightest. I'm I think pretty you vanilla. The wrong <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm picking up tips. I'm like, so tell me how to be a dom because I really want to know. <laughs> I didn't realise that because my friends are like, you just keep shitting where you eat. Like all these guys you keep picking up are in like local vicinity. Like what is yeah. going on? My best friend got hold of my hinge and I realised that I had like the tiniest radius. And she was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh God, I've been shutting myself off to all this potential. I've just been shagging people from wood green. <laughs> literally one street over why do they all live on the same street what the fuck (laughs) i have the opposite where i keep matching with guys that live 10 miles away and then that becomes like a thing that's my thing at the minute i'm like oh fuck off i know i don't understand miles though so in my head i'm like oh they're only like 10 minutes away they're not they're like yeah they're not even in london when it's 10 miles away oh yeah yeah do you feel like you're over this guy yeah cool oh my god over it I mean it's taught me a lot it taught me a lot the whole situation but yeah I don't have any feelings towards it apart from it's a fucking lol story that I do bust out now and again I do think you dealt with it really well like I think it could have been quite easy to have been like at the after the party just like fuck off don't message me block him and delete him no, and you were really good to to see him again and, yeah. and to give him a platform to to speak and to just prove that he genuinely was a dick. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whether I'm more shocked about the football situation. I think it's the party for him. Yeah, of course. a girl in the bathroom. I'm like, dude, because the football situation is so fucking awkward as well, because what yeah. are you going to say, right? Killer. Like, Killer. I would have been like, Okay, yeah, sure. It went from the sublime to the ridiculous. And then- You know what? I would have done the same thing. Because as you were saying, as you were telling us that story, I was imagining myself sat there in the football stadium and I was like, yeah, I would have done the same fucking thing. Well, do you know what? Also, I'm quite like an optimist and I'll make the, whatever situation I'm in most of the time, I'll make the best of it. So I was like, it's not, you know, it's a nice enough day. I'm going to a football match. I haven't had to put my hand in my pocket. I'll probably never go to a football match again, God willing. So fuck it, let's just make the most of it. Do you know what I mean? I looked fantastic. I wasn't going to go home at that point. I looked too good. Well, it's like, a waste of an outfit, right? Waste of a fucking exactly. outfit. Exactly. I twizzled my hair. I'd done my makeup. I was out. And also, like, the party was free drink, free food in Notting Hill. There was enough reason. It was a banging party. Even if I'd gone there on my own, I would have had a good time. So that is essentially what I did do anyway, wasn't I? So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, every cloud. That's the moral of this week's story. done without seeing that motting out at the end. Was she aware of who you were? I don't think so, no. No. In her mind she's been caught in the act which is obviously embarrassing mm-hmm. but by a random isn't it funny how your gut told you to go back to that room 
I just knew I was like, something is weird here. Cause I was like, as much as he's a fucking psychopath, I genuinely, from a safe face perspective, again, on the narcissistic vibes, why he wanted to speak to me after the fact was not because he felt he owed me anything, was because he doesn't want the bad, <laughs> lol, on a podcast, but the bad PR story out there in the world of his behavior. Do you know what I mean? So I think he thought that he could like manage me so that the PR story had a bit of a shine to it in the end. A big urge for him is saving face, making sure that everyone thinks he's the man, mm. whatever. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. That yeah. was uh, a doozy. <laughs> that really was. That's crazy. And if yeah. anyone, anyone who's listening to this uh, has a similar story or has any comments <laughs> on that story, please write to us message us whatever you want so you can send us your own story at can't catch a dick or one word can't catch a dick at gmail.com or let us know what you think about this episode under our social media handles at uh can't catch a dick on instagram and can't catch a dick on twitter i want to see some good hashtags steph we're all traumatized on your behalf yeah oh, i'm not traumatized good we're over that shit Good. Yeah. Makes you stronger. And at least you you can say you went to a football match and it was as shit as you thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was worse than yeah. I could ever have imagined. <laughs> well, um, thank you so much for being our first ever guest on the Can't Catch a Dick podcast. Pleasure. We've loved having you here. Yes. Oh, yeah, you. we're really back. You've not got rid of me now. No, no, no. no. You're going to become like a full-time presenter with the rest of us. I'll be so thrilled, honest. <laughs> <laughs> Only if we get some merch. I want an outfit. I want a oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. We're lining up the t-shirts. We could do t-shirts, yeah. caps. We could do like a fitted denim jumpsuit, like for CCAD. With it like emblazoned on the back in like a yeah. raised embroidery. Yeah. yeah. That's gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> We know a seamstress, you can knock that shit out. <laughs> I hear she's good. <laughs> Not bad. Um, so that's what we'll leave you for this week. Thank you ever so much for listening. If you want to comment, like, subscribe. Is that what we say these days, guys? I think that is what we say these days. Yeah. It's been a real pleasure. Please do leave comments, nice ones. We don't want well to shit comments. You can leave them, but we're not going to respond. Like, <laughs> I think a bit of trolling would make it interesting. Yes. Yeah, we can start. clap back. It's all about the clap back. We can start our own drama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.